Hello, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 at the Diabetes Podcast, where you get to learn a little bit more about what makes a diabetes person or a diabetic person tick. That could be mood swings, that could be constant rushes to the restroom, it could be insulin injections if they've gotten that far, or it could just be all in all having to change their diet. Here at Type 2 Take 2, you get to experience all of that and then some. This is the podcast where we get to talk about what we go through as diabetics, I being one of them. Hi, I'm Danielle. (laughs) Sorry not to introduce myself. And uh, what we went through and what we go through on the daily when we are and have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. That can range from the way we feel to the way we react to certain things. Stay tuned as you get to listen to our podcast and... If you have any questions, if you have any ideas, if you have any comments, you can always reach out to us at type2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. Send us your your story. Let us know what happened to you and how you became diabetic. Or even better, tell us how you've been dealing with diabetes. You will notice that on this podcast, we we do not walk away from embarrassing moments. If we've had an embarrassing moment and we want to talk about it, we do that. So don't be afraid to join in the club. Type 2 diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. Let us know. All right, on with the show. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes podcast for education, information, entertainment, and overall listening. Thank you for thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle Vallette, on this journey that I have that I hope that we can walk together with. So that way you and I and everyone else who has type 2 diabetes and or any other endocrine type of disease or ailment can seek relief, find relief, and you know become a little bit better in their health. Today, this uh, podcast is quite short. But I don't want to miss a thing. So stay tuned as we talk about what to do when your blood sugar, when you wake up to high blood sugar. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2. Looking for some low-carb inspiration? Trying to figure out how you can make your diet work for you? Well, check us out at theluckystove.com where you can find plenty of recipes that may tickle your fancy and your taste buds. Also, be sure to email us at type2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. The link will be down below. So that way you can let us know your story. Let us know if you are interested in being interviewed or if you just want to give a little... Uh, description of what has happened in your diabetic and or hormonally changed because of food life. We are here for you and so are the listeners. We'd love to hear from you. So please type 2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. And again, the website for low-carb recipe inspiration is theluckystove.com. Also, feel free to wave or share this podcast and or tag us on instagram at type two take two let us know you're listening all right on to the show 
Welcome back and thank you for listening to that lovely little advertisement. Yes, the advertisements are technically sponsored by me right now, but that's all I can do until I can get some sponsors. Uh, You are more than welcome to support this uh, podcast if you'd like by clicking on the support me button in the description or in the uh, show notes, but it is not required. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my own heart and the willingness to know that I can help make a difference. So really, I'm being selfish because the selfishness comes in knowing that I'm making a difference. Does that sound about right for some of you? (laughs) I feel a little bit selfish because I really do enjoy helping people. And if I can enjoy, if I can help people, then I feel better about my own life. It's not that I am looking to repent because I already did that at an altar in a church in Bakersfield, California. But I'm talking now, you know, going forward, I want to see other people succeed. I want to see other people move forward. I want to see other people grab that life of health that they've been aiming for for so long, shooting for for so long, and not being able to uh, hit that goal. So I hope that today and uh, for the rest of my time on this podcast, and as it goes out through the internet spaces and lives on forever and ever, amen, that you will be able to take these and grow from them, get something out of them, And I really, really also hope that you are able to share this with other people because if you know somebody who has an ailment or diabetes, or like I said, an endocrine issue, you know, that involves the the thyroid, uh, adrenal fatigue, PCOS, the list goes on. But just to say, um, if you know anybody who's dealing with chronic illness, chronic disease, then this is the channel for them. Because as you have noticed, I'm pretty sure, I don't just stick to diabetes. I try to cover a spectrum, the spectrum within the endocrine system. Now, as far as the central nervous system or anything else, well, I'm not your girl. (laughs) I'm not. You see, I studied to become a medical assistant and I succeeded in becoming a medical assistant, but my wheelhouse, I hate that. I hate that wheelhouse thing, but anyway, what I enjoy uh, record, uh, talking about is the endocrine system and how it plays such a humongous role in your life. So stay tuned. I, like I said before, stay tuned as I continue on and we can go forward with making yourself healthy. Hey guys, looking for an awesome way to become a keto coach? Well, the best way to do it is through Kate Jeremillo's Keto Ketogenic Living Certified Program. Yes, you can become certified through Kate Jeremillo's uh, uh, program just by simply clicking on the link below and getting started. Do you have any questions about it? You can ask her. The link is down below. Feel free to see what becoming a ketogenic living certified coach is all about. Yes, so once again, that recipe was brought to you by admiration of, because I admire her very much, All Day I Dream About Food. That is Carolyn Ketchum. She's got so many awesome recipes. She is not sponsoring this, by the way. She doesn't even know I exist, I'm sure. Uh, I took that out of the book, The Ultimate Guide to Keto Baking. You can find it on Amazon or even on her website, alldayidreamaboutfood.com, and you can order from there. But I like to share a little bit of things. I like to share a little bit of recipes along the way as well. So don't forget that 
that will be listed at the bottom of the show notes. Now, what we were talking about is what to do when you wake up with high blood sugar. Okay, so firstly, let's 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 set the scene. Let's let's pretend we're going to give two scenarios. One scenario, which is usually the the one that you want to be coming from is that you ate well, you ate a, a balanced uh low carb, high fat diet <clears throat> the night before. You didn't snack. When you were thirsty, you grabbed some water and you went to bed. And then you woke up. The other will be that you did everything, <laughs> everything opposite. Oh, well, you had, you know, a slice or two of uh, conventional bread. I mean, because you can eat bread on a low carb, high fat diet. I don't know if you know that, but you can. I have recipes on the Lucky Stove that shows that you can. And there are recipes actually all over this wonderful thing we call the internet that shows that you can. But moving forward, say you had conventional bread meaning it has um, it has grains in it of some sort with some extra protein that we will call gluten. Gluten in itself is not the bad guy unless you are sensitive to gluten. Let me just say that firstly, or <clears throat> intolerant to gluten, or even worse, allergic to gluten. So I can't make gluten out to be the bad guy. However, it is shown that gluten in itself causes inflammation within the body, just like soy. So it is up to you whether or not you utilize it or not, but inflammation in the body causes weight gain. So <clears throat> there it is. <laughs> there it is. And if anybody says, oh, you look quite puffy today, there's probably some inflammation going on in your body. So don't take offense to it. Just say, well, my body's working. <laughs> My body's working. It's protecting me from something. It's probably the gluten. But okay, uh, scenario number one, you ate a low-carb, high-fat diet, or because I am not pushing, I'm not saying that that's what you have to do, but you ate a, a good, balanced uh, diet that works for your body, that works for your body, that works for your body, okay? All right, good. I said it three times, so hopefully you understand that. Um <clears throat> And you woke up after being a good little good little diabetic, and you pricked your finger before you did anything. After you used the restroom, washed your hands, you pricked your finger, and it was higher than you anticipated. The question may come to mind, hey, what is this? What is this? Why is my blood sugar higher? <clears throat> Why is my blood sugar higher than it normally is? Okay, well, based on that scenario, it is most likely that you're dealing with a Dawn effect. The Dawn effect occurs when your body utilizes the glucose sugar while you're sleeping to help to help you know get your body back on track. Really, your body uses it, and really, the Dawn effect is uh, it's actually I say that, but actually, the Dawn effect is when your body uh, boosts the amount of glucose sugar in your body. So that way you get the energy that you need at the beginning of the day to get up. <laughs> so you're not comatose. Okay. I'm not saying that you have to live. I'm not saying that I know I talk a lot about low fat or sorry, low, uh, low carb, high fat, 
but your body still needs glucose, but your glucose is, comes from your body. Your body makes it. All you need is a teaspoon of glucose in your body. That's how much is floating around in there anyway. So back in a second. Okay, <clears throat> we're back and we're talking about the dawn phenomenon. The dawn phenomenon, like we were just saying, and I corrected myself, so hopefully you heard me say actually. I'll say it again. The dawn phenomenon is when your body uh, increases the amount of glucose that you need so that way you can wake yourself up and get up. <laughs> wake up and get up. You're not comatose in the mornings. So there's that. You, you, you woke up, you tested your blood sugar, and lo and behold, it's higher than what you think it should be. Now, you've been eating right, you've been doing everything you're supposed to, and maybe this is the first time that you've seen this happening based off of you eating a great diet. You see, when you were eating a crappy diet or a bad diet, excuse my language, when you're eating a bad diet of high, high uh, carbs and high fat, because if you have both of them in your system, that's not good for you. That is dangerous. That is uh, artery clogging. That will really affect your heart, okay? High carbs, high fat, that affects you badly. Low carbs, high fat, that affects you very well. Good fats, but bad fats, bad fats and high carbs or bad fats and low carbs, that will still affect you badly because you need the good fats in your body, not the bad fats, that's the plant, uh, the plant fats, the canola oils, the the corn oils, the ses. Well, some is sesame, sesame seed oil. You can. That's really with the polyunsaturated fat. You might have to play around with that one a little bit because that's in the omega six category. You want to have a good ratio of omega three to omega six. Now I'm talking science. Ah, Danielle, stop. Stop it, Danielle. Oh my goodness. Whew, sorry, I had to take a break there. And I took a sip, <clears throat> this is off topic, I took a sip of my my bouillon that I made, and it's just a teaspoon, I would say, of coconut oil, um, some hot water, some salt, some pepper, some garlic powder, and some chili powder. And this is delicious, but boy, oh boy, did I put way too much chili powder in there. So if you hear me struggling here and there, it's because I'm choking, but I'm alive, I'm okay. <laughs> but back to stopping with the science. I, I, sorry about that, guys. I get excited. You know, when you learn something, you want to tell people about it, especially if you think it's going to be helpful. So back to um, what happens after. So all of that, the good fats, the bad fats, you know, the young and the beautiful, all of those things, um, <clears throat> the young and the beautiful, all of those things, whatever, you know, the young and the restless, good fat, bad fat, you know, if you're the Netherlands, then you know what I'm talking about. Maybe if you are so bought for a fanatic, but if not, hey, but I'll just say, so if you have eaten your proper, a proper diet for your body, then if you wake up and you test your blood sugar and your blood sugar is higher than you anticipated it being after having come off of such a bad diet of, you know, high carbs, starchy carbs, all of those things, and high bad fats, then, I mean, either way, high carbs, high fats, no good, okay? Put that visual in your mind. High carbs, high fats, no bueno, no good. High carbs, low fats, 
tolerable. High fats, low carbs, wonderful. Get it? So you got your good, better, best. Never ever rest. So your good is better and your better is best. Okay. So if that's uh, hopefully you can uh, go ahead and keep that in mind. So if you did the best and you still woke up with high blood sugar, then you've got nothing to worry about. I'm not a doctor. I do not play one on TV. <laughs> Disclaimer, I am not a doctor and I do not play one on TV. So I do want you to know that if you this continues and if it continues throughout the day, sorry, my T got lost in a th, that's the Dutch coming out. Um, if, you, if it continues throughout the day, then that's something to be concerned about. But if you just wake up and your blood sugar is high after eating such a great uh, meal, and it's just higher than you expected. It's not even like it's like traumatizingly high where it's going to affect your kidneys. Um, and you're just shocked because you've been eating a good diet, then just calm down, relax, and just uh, prick your finger again at the end or in the middle of the day just to see where you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Test strips are expensive. I know, I see you clapping at me right now, but the fact is <laughs> I'm clapping back at you because if you want, if you want to get healthy, then you need to test your blood sugar. <laughs> Sorry, it's what it is. If you wanna know what's going on with your body, then you need to test your blood sugar because there's no other way to go about it. How are you gonna know how the food is affecting you that you are eating? How are you going to know how stress is affecting you? Because stress affects you and it increases your blood sugar. It does. Cortisol. I'm not going to get into too much science. Sorry, sorry. Now, if you want me to, if you want to hear more about the science of the body and all these great things, I am not a scientist, but I did study the body for phlebotomy and medical assisting. And then I got some more education in other places besides studying for myself. And I'm pretty sure that you probably are more educated than I am, so you could always teach me. <laughs> but now that's scenario one. Okay. Now scenario two, you, you had a bad day. So you had a bad day. We are back and you had a bad day. You did the things, you ate the stuff, you said, well, I messed up already, so I might as well go hardcore and start again tomorrow, next week, whatever. Whatever you decided, whatever you said to yourself, that's what you did. Okay, from there, what do you do? Oh my heavens is what I would say, but here they say that there is only one heaven, so, oh, mein Hamel instead of Hamels. In any case, <clears throat> oh, mein Hamel. You had your bad day. You ate four slices of bread before you went to bed. <laughs> because not everybody is diabetic and nobody has to cater to you. You need to cater to yourself and uh, guard your own health and not force everybody else to eat a, a healthy lifestyle just because it is in your regimen. It's something that you need to do to thrive, to and not just to survive, but to actually thrive, to be happy, there was bread. You ate the bread. And then you're like, oh, bread, I love it. And it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just low-carb bread where you could just eat it and be satisfied because it's nutrient-rich. 
No, you went for the fluffiest, whitest, <laughs> the fluffiest, whitest piece of bread. Or if you're in my neck of the woods, you smell the croissants and you're just like, ah, oh, just one. And then five of them later, you said, oh, okay, I'm satisfied. Oh, I don't feel so good. Maybe that was you. Or maybe it wasn't even bread. Whatever your kryptonite is, that's what you had. And you had a bad day. So where do you go from there? You went to bed praying, asking that the tingling from your in your fingers would stop. And you took extra injections of insulin because you already knew what was going to happen. And you hoped that the metformin was not going to send you to the bathroom with diarrhea. You woke up. And you were hopeful. You were excited. You're like, yeah, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. Man, this is great. This is awesome. Yes. Oh, man, it really works. See, no worries. You went to the restroom. You washed your hands. You checked your blood sugar. What? Exactly. Exactly. You see that number and you are fuming. And who are you mad at right now? Are you mad at the insulin company? Are you mad that the people made the bread <laughs> or they brought it to your house? Or are you mad at yourself? Your blood sugar is high. What are you going to do? Your blood sugar is high. What are you going to do? Your blood sugar is high. What are you going to do? Well, there are some options. Based off of how it became high, you can, one, shoot yourself up with a whole lot more insulin and hope for the best. Eh, wrong. Two, you can cry and cry and cry and stress out. Eh, wrong, wrong. Three, get up, take a walk. Walk around your house, walk around the neighborhood, walk in your street if you're allowed to, and get some energy going. Start trying to burn this mess off, okay? Your body will utilize the glucose, the sugar levels. It will use it because you already shoved enough glucose sugar in your body where your body will use that first. It'll use that way before it uses the fat that you're trying to burn off because it's easier and more readily available to use the glucose, the sugar as fuel than it is the fat. However, if you had stuck with the diet that you were trying to stick with, then your body would have been using the fat and then it would have been using the stored fat in your body and you would be, yes, sorry to say it, yes, losing weight. Man, this is not about losing weight, folks. Who cares, right? Who cares about losing weight? You don't want to lose weight. You just want to be the way you are and not sick. Okay, that's number one. Or maybe it's number two. You do care about losing weight, and this is a really a setback for you. Now what? Ugh. Now what? Do you, do you cry? Let's go back to number one. Do you uh, shoot yourself with so much insulin? No. Do not do that because once you increase your insulin amount just to stave off what you did to yourself because you did accept it, accept that. Let me find that. Because you did, period. Now accept that, period. Accept what you did and then move on. You do not shoot yourself up with a way more uh, units of insulin. You do not do that. That's not helpful to you. And all it's going to do is bring your blood sugar way low. And depending on what type of insulin you have, it's a long it's a long and short, or it's just a short, or it's just a long and long, that is really not going to help you anyway. All right? Why? Why, why, why do I sound so passionate about this? 
It's because I've been there. I was a type 2 diabetic. My blood sugars were phenomenally high. There was no reason for me to still be living according to the charts. But I'm alive now. And I have a quality of life. And I'm not taking meds anymore. I'm not shooting myself up with insulin anymore. And it's not because I just decided that I'm going to die anyway. So I'm going to live the way I want to live. And that includes not taking this medication. It's because I changed my diet. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. I am not perfect. I will never be perfect. And furthermore, do I plan sometimes to eat a certain way because I know I want it? And I plan it in so that I prepare myself beforehand by doing other things that are preventative measures to make it less, you know, to blunt the effects of what's happening. Sometimes I do. If I do get off my my path or whatever, make my mistake, or I choose or I plan to eat a certain way, then sometimes I just accept it for what it is. I mean. I'm not taking insulin anymore. I'm not taking metformin anymore. I'm not taking colliclizide anymore. You know, I'm not taking the the blood pressure medication to prevent to protect my kidneys <laughs> because of the medication that I'm taking that's supposed to lower my blood sugar. That I'm taking the the medication I'm taking to lower my blood sugar because I'm eating high carb, high starchy foods. I'm not doing that anymore. Get it? There's a way, there's a way to fight your diabetes. And uh, contrary to popular belief, it's not by, it's not by constantly eating the same thing that you're eating before. And, and it's not by, it's helpful, but it's not by losing a buttload of weight. I know, right? Oh, what? It's not by losing weight. That's like crazy. That's like anti-diabetes of uh, 101. Lose the weight and you will feel great. And your diabetes will go away. That is not true, folks. There are plenty of people who are skinny as all get out, who are metabolically fat. Skinny as all get out, but metabolically fat. Their body is not being able to handle the foods that are in their system that are affecting them in a way that causes them to not be able to create enough uh, insulin or the insulin is not being able to, to store the glucose properly as it should in the cells. Do I sound a little riled up? I mean, I feel like I do. I mean, and this was supposed to be a short podcast <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because there is so much that you could know. And I feel like there are too many people beating around the bush or speaking softly and carrying a small stick. No, if you're going to speak softly, carry a big stick. Isn't that what he said? Yes. If you don't know who I'm talking about, just look up that, look that up. Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> but to wrap this all up, the question was, what do you do? when you wake up with high blood sugar and we gave you the answers, except for one more for scenario number two. Now let's go back and recap. Scenario number one was that you ate everything that you needed to eat for your body to keep your blood sugar under control and you woke up with high blood, high blood sugar. It could be the Dawn effect, friend. Don't worry about it. It's just waking you up 
It's the blood sugar that's needed to get you going so that way you have the energy to get out of bed and get to uh, your your table or your fat your fatty coffee or whatever you're going to do, your healthy meal. Scenario number two, you did all the things, you ate all the things, and you decided, hey, this is a party, and then you went to bed. And now you see the results of everything that you ate. Now, this could also be for this one, for this scenario, number two, it could be opposite. Your blood sugar could be super duper low. Why? Why would it be super duper low? Because your body created so much insulin to fight all the glucose that just flooded your system like a dam breaking open that it downgraded or rather it made so much that the blood sugars went very, very, very low instead of super duper high. And in that case, that's really dangerous. That means you can't get up out of bed when you feel dizzy, lightheaded, no energy. Ooh, that's horrible. Or you feel out of body. That's a sign. Check your blood sugar. See where you are. And then what? What do you do if you find that your blood sugar is low because of that? Do not eat candy. Do not shove any more bread in your body. Do not go looking for the orange juice because you're going to slam your system way up with the glucose and then your insulin is going to have to come into play again and slam it way back down. And then you're going to be on that roller coaster once again. So you're going to have your spike and then you're going to have your valley. And then in between, you're going to feel sick. So there's no point of doing that. You know what I'm saying? I hope you do. If you experience this, this is what happened. So if you didn't know what was happening, but you're just like, man, my blood sugar is really low. So I need to eat something really quick, quick, quick. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Calm down. Take a deep breath. Take time to think about the night before. What did you do? What did you eat? Think about what the processes that went through your body. Aha, I did take my insulin, but my body went on overdrive to try to protect me. Too high blood sugar affects your kidneys too. Snuff you, you get it? So your body is always trying to protect you. So you went too low. What do you eat then? Eat normally. Calm down, take your breaths, go downstairs, hold on to the rail if you if you need to, to stabilize yourself. If you're on a single level floor, then uh, better. Walk into the kitchen, make your coffee as normal, no extra sweeteners, just what you normally do. Take your deep breaths, make sure you stay calm. The calmer you are, the less that your blood sugar starts spiking all over the place. And that doesn't that doesn't mean also that, oh, well, since my blood sugar is low, let me get myself all riled up. Because you're still going to do that roller coaster thing. It doesn't work. Your body likes to be in homeostasis. It likes to be in, medial, in the medium ground. It likes to be level. Okay? So now what? What do you do? Eat normally. 
If your blood sugar is too high, do not shove too much. Do not shove your insulin in there. Do not take a double dose of metformin. You will be on the toilet all day. Do not do it. And in this instance, you could make yourself some cinnamon tea if it's too high. Make yourself some cinnamon tea, but first take a shot of apple cider vinegar with some water. Just take the shot. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Eight ounces, eight fluid ounces of water uh, to a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and just drink it down. Okay. Apple cider vinegar is linked to a lowered blood sugar. How, uh, how connected that is? Yeah, well, it's been studied and it's been accepted in most circles. Most. Take after that, or while you're making, while you're drinking that, get some cinnamon water. If you have cinnamon sticks, boil the cinnamon. It'll make your house smell lovely, and then you can drink the water. If you only have ground cinnamon, hey, do what you got to do, boo. Sprinkle some cinnamon into that hot water and let it soak up. Let the water soak into the cinnamon as long as you can, and then drink it. Sip it, sip it uh, slowly, of course, because it's hot. It's not like you're going to down it. Do not stress out, though. Don't stress out. Once you start stressing out, your body starts to stress out. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Fight or flight kicks in and your body is in run mode. Let's do this. Your adrenaline kicks up and then everything, the blood rises because it says, okay, we need to gather the energy together so that way we can make a run for it. There's a tiger behind us. Get it? I hope you do because I'm really loving explaining this to you. I'm really loving explaining this to you. I really hope you get this. And I really hope you can take this home and understand it. And if it's just you, me, and uh, you know Charlie B that are listening to this all day or for the rest of this, well, I hope that you, me, and Charlie B have some education along with this podcast, along with the day. I really, really, really want to see you all succeed. I cannot stand to think that there are so many people who do not know that they don't have to live in misery. They don't have to... Uh, to sacrifice enjoying life for health because being healthy is enjoying life. You can enjoy your life through health, I should say. Now, that's it for now. We talked about what to do if your blood sugar is high when you wake up, what to do if your blood sugar is low when you wake up, what not to do on both of those accounts. Now, I want to give you a recipe from... um, from all day I dream about food, Carolyn. This is a very nice recipe, very simple. And you can, I'm pretty sure you can find this also on her website because she puts a lot of her website, uh, her recipes on her website. So here are some sugar-free meringues. It makes 12 servings. Yeah, the prep time is 20 minutes. Cook time is 60 to 90 minutes plus one to two hours to dry completely. She says the crispy light meringues with the pillowy soft inside. Uh, the number of meringues you get from this recipe depends on how big you make them. So I'll be right back with that recipe. Sugar-free meringues from All Day I Dream About Food, Carolyn Ketchum. Ingredients. Four large egg whites, room temperature. A quarter teaspoon of cream of tartar. An eighth teaspoon of salt. Half a teaspoon vanilla extract. You can see the tips. I'll mention the tips as we get as we get there. A quarter cup granulated erythritol sweetener. See tips there. If I've never exposed you to erythritol, erythritol is a uh, carb-free, well, not carb-free, but it's calorie-free, and it doesn't affect your uh, blood glucose. 
It doesn't affect most people's blood glucose because it's not ingested. It passes right through the body. Okay, so that's the recipe there. I mean, that's the ingredients. Now, here is the directions. Preheat the oven to 200 degrees Fahrenheit and line a cookie sheet with parchment paper. Two, in a large bowl, beat the egg whites, cream of tartar, and salt with an electric mixer until frothy. Beat in the vanilla. Three, mix the sweeteners together in a small bowl with the mixer running and add the blended sweeteners to the egg white mixture one tablespoon at a time. Beat until the egg whites are glossy and hold medium peaks, and then the tip of the whites should just fold over as you lift the beaters. Don't beat until completely stiff or the meringues will harden too much. Four, pipe or dollop the egg white mixture onto the prepared cookie sheet in the desired size. Bake until just barely firm and no longer tacky to the touch, anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes, depending on the size. Five, Turn off the oven and let the meringue sit inside for another hour or two. Remove from the oven just as they're beginning to brown and let them cool completely on the pan before gently peeling off the parchment paper. Here are some tips. Meringues are finicky and sugar-free meringues are even more so. Here are my best tips for making them work. No sweetener besides erythritol will produce a serviceable meringue. Believe me, I've tried and tried. Allulose, Boca Sweet, and Xylitol all make the meringues so soft and marshmallow-like that you can't get them off the parchment paper. I even tried using mostly Swerve with a single tablespoon of Boca Sweet, and they never firmed up properly. The combination of granulated and powdered Swerve helps the overall consistency be soft without residual grittiness. Now, that's something to hold on to. Do not use an oil-based vanilla extract in this recipe. Even the smallest amount of oil will keep the egg whites from whipping properly. Okay? Now, she gives an, exa she gives an example of a variation for meringue ganache kisses. Pipe the meringue into small kisses using a piping bag fitted with a star-shaped tip. Bake a small, bake as directed. Prepare the easy chocolate glaze, page 390. Oh. Now I need to go over to 390 to tell you about it. And let sit for 20 minutes to thicken. Spread the bottom of a meringue with about half a teaspoon of the glaze and press the bottom of another meringue onto the glaze. Place on a wax paper lined cookie sheet to set. Hmm. I'm wondering if I'm going to go over there to that page or if I'm just going to link it down below. I may just link it down below, folks, into the show notes so that way... I'm going to leave the whole uh, recipe down in the show notes, but I wanted to uh, verbalize it for you as well because I think it's great. I think it's fun to be able to make something that you can enjoy, that you can eat and not feel guilty about. And this is a sweet treat, right? So why not? Why not enjoy being healthy? Why not? And uh, just to let you know, and I know I've mentioned this before, she was pre-diabetic, and once she found out she was pre-diabetic, she said, no, no, sir, no, sir. What'd she do? She started experimenting and designing and coming up with her own recipes to fit a low-carb, high-fat, healthy diet. So that way she could walk away from diabetes. And guess what? She did. And now she's sharing her recipe with everyone else. Speaking of recipe... 
I'm going to I'm going to type down the Easy Chocolate Glaze below, or I'll at least link it. I'm going to see if it's in her website, and I'll link it directly so that way she can get props. Be sure to check out her website, the um, AllDayIDreamAboutFood.com. Her name is Carolyn Ketchum. And uh, if you're interested in some of, uh, holding so on to some of her recipes, but she's got many books, actually. Uh, this one I wanted because it was the ultimate guide. And believe me, it, is, it was so worth the money and the shipping that, I ha that we had to pay. There's over 150 sweet and savory recipes in here. And I think it's totally worth your time, energy, and uh, experimentation. So with that, thank you so very much for joining me at Type 2, Take 2. Uh, please jump on the, your email and send us some requests. Let us know that you want to be a part of Type 2 Take 2, either by telling us your story or by volunteering yourself for an interview. I want to know, people want to know, and I'm pretty sure you all are very tired of listening to me because I'm, I'm looking at the analytics and the more and more it's just me, the less and less you all are listening. So, <laughs> so please highlight yourself make yourself a star even for a day now remember you will never ever ever become famous from this podcast at least i mean unless it's god's will but in my opinion you will not be, become famous from this podcast but you will definitely make a difference in people's lives with that i'll let you go thank you so much for joining us type two take two and you'll hear you'll hear from me the next time around bye Thank you very much for joining us at Type 2 Take 2. This is Danielle once again, just encouraging you to share your story. Don't forget to share your story. There are too many people out there who think that they are alone. And why not? Why not be the voice of reason? Why not be the voice of hope? The light that shines in the darkness. You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Now keep in mind that we are not doctors and any interviewees that I have on the podcast are relaying their own story and experiences. Therefore, we are, like I said, we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. Be sure to always seek the supervision of your doctor anytime you make any uh, health changes concerning your medication and or eating pattern. Thank you very much once again for joining us at Type 2 Take 2 and we will hear from you and see you next time.